Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a podcast where we talk to the most interesting people in the world of pop culture. We're here live at the Montreal Comic Con Holiday Edition. We're just wrapping up. Uh, it was a great, successful edition. We figured when you're talking about holidays, Ryan, yeah, and you're talking about fans, and you're talking about Star Wars, nothing touches fandom like the holiday special. Yeah, uh, it's a holiday special that is so synonymously hated in all of Star Wars that it makes you wonder all the hatred that the prequels get. You just slide in a little holiday uh, holiday special. Oh, God, the prequels yeah. look like Gone with the Wind yeah. um, and every amazing and Scorsese Kane. movie yeah, yeah, yeah. compared to the holiday edition. And the holiday edition we're talking about yeah. um, and the holiday movie we're talking about, mm. of course, is Star Wars, yeah. the holiday special. Yeah. Now, there's never been a proper actual home video release of this. No, ever, no, because ever. you George, can't get it. George Lucas wants you to CGI it out of existence. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. No, you can't. No matter how many, uh, no matter how much you make Jabba the Hutt move around, you can't undo the holiday special. No, there's no, no way. And no. the best thing about this is that someone decided to make a documentary on the holiday special. Yep. We got a chance to talk to Jeremy Kuhn. Yep. Um, during Fantasia, it had one screening. Uh, we caught it. Yeah. Well, it was, you caught it. You caught it. Oh, you didn't come with me? No, I caught a cold. No, oh, right. I, mean, I mean, kidding. I couldn't be there. You caught but, COVID. But you, but you got it. You got to see it. And it was uh, incredible that I, I'm so jelly. I finally get to see it, actually. But yeah. what I did was edit your interview. And yes. uh, the interview is great. I mean, we want to. Should we just skip right to it so they can see it? Or? Well, before we go too far, we okay. have to thank our sponsors, uh, Heartbeat Hot Sauce, the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. Um, I don't have a bottle of hot sauce right now because I used it when I brought my lunch. And it's in here right now. It's in, in here. Yeah. Um, but you have to and check here. out Heartbeat Hot Sauce. If you use our promo code ROCKMAN20 right below, you'll get 20% off your entire order. Uh, and thanks to our friends at Studio House Designs. This reminds me, speaking of Star Wars, yes. when this happened, once upon a time, you can check it out on the Montreal Comic Con page, you interviewed from Fanboys. So during an interview that Rockman was doing with Dan Vogler, the PA system constantly kept going. Yeah, like now. Yeah, right now. So it's still Star Wars in our hearts right now. It is very Star Warsy. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, thank you to Studio House Designs who help us uh, always look fresh, although yeah. they're not making us look fresh today because no. we don't have any Studio House designs on, but we do love them. Check out all their drops. They just had a, a major, major sale that happened over Black Friday, so there's still some stuff up on their website. We absolutely love them, so thank them for outfitting us. And uh, we've got some exciting news next year that we're going to be sharing. Very exciting uh, but news. But we can't share it right now. No. No. But um, Jeremy Kuhn, the awesome director of... Um, a disturbance in the Force, the documentary on the making, yep. and and the, the the incredible pop culture train wreck. faux pas train wreck that is the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, great insight on here. If you're a Star Wars fan, this is something you need to watch. Check it out. Our chat with Jeremy Kuhn. So first off, thanks for taking the time to uh, on a Sunday morning. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, I was at a demolition derby late last night. So really, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it, where 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 are demolition derby? I like that. Was it in? Uh, I, I live in I live in Utah, but yeah, it's just it's a, they have it every year. So we've gone for the last like fifteen years. It's I mean it's not it's not something I do regularly, but it's it's a fun tradition. <laughs> I'm, I'm not in it. I just watch it. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, yeah. and what was a lot of fun was the movie I saw yesterday that you directed. Um. I, I got to awesome. tell you, man, you know, being a lifelong Star Wars fan, uh, I was right in that sweet spot when I, I saw the first Star Wars in the theaters, you know, I'm 52. So for me, it was, you know, I very, very like 
faint memories of seeing it the first time, but I did see it. And then of course, Empire and, and Jedi, like, you know, clear. And um, it just set me off on that, on that path. But holiday special was something that us Star Wars fans knew existed. Um, it really, really started up in the nineties, like the early nineties when, when that, when those power of the force figures came out, <laughs> those, yeah. those, those awful figures that were like over-musculated and, and, um, but that's really what I remember. I can pinpoint exactly when star Wars mania started was in that, you know, that nineties time when those figures came out. And that's when everyone started just to, to, to start talking about star Wars. And it came back into the, you know, into the, into the, the popular, um, the, you know, the popular thoughts and just pop culture again. And yeah. that's when started pe people started saying, you know, holiday special. And and I remember getting my first VHS copy of it um, and watching it and thinking, this is great, but this is horrible. And, and the fact that you did a documentary on this, I think is brilliant. And it was one of, when I got my Fantasia guide, I was like, this is something that it's like a must see for me. So congrats on doing that, because that was something that I think a lot of fans needed to get a little more info on. Yeah. I mean, the reason we set out, <clears throat> I mean, I was in. I was introduced to the holiday special till like, I was probably late. It was like 2002. I got a bootleg DVD. Yeah. And I think I made it 20 minutes in and just like, I can't take anymore, <laughs> but it always just been this constant joke with people, but I'm like, there had to be a reason why it happened. And that's, I, I knew it was a documentary that like, I couldn't, I was amazed that it had never been done before. And that's part of the reason it's just like, well, I want these answers. So at least we're going to go investigate and see if we can find out how it all happened. Yeah, and it's and it's great. I mean, and the fact that you 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 give so much backstory to it, um, I got out of the theater and I talked to a bunch of obviously like-minded Star Wars fans who were waiting for this, and we all said the same thing: like, I had no idea. And you know, someone explained it to me like just the budget for the holiday special compared to what the budget was for the first Star Wars film was. It's I mean, it's crazy <laughs> when you look at. Yeah, it was like a. I it was a million dollars for the holiday special. Star Wars ended up being like eleven or thirteen or something. Was like it went over budget, but it's there's a huge difference between TV and film. Oh yeah, but just <laughs> when you think of how much money that the actually yeah. that, that that was allotted to this thing back then, um, yeah. you know, it, TV was still so so important, and the amount of eyeballs that must have been watching this that you know that one time it aired, um, the fact that it still stayed in everybody's you know consciousness somehow that faint thing that do you remember seeing that and and just all the um, all the interviews that you did, you know, with Kevin and, and with Weird Al. And, it, and it's just great to see that this is something that has existed in so many people's minds, but people wanted answers. So when you were actually going and looking for these answers, um, did you get a lot of doors slammed in your face or was it pretty, were pretty people pretty open to talk about it? People, I mean, the only people that aren't terribly open to it are the people who were in it that are like <laughs> stars. So like, I mean, yeah, but yeah. like, you, I mean, like Seth Green, like he was like, what do you need? Like, I'll talk about whatever you want. Like, I mean, he was like the next best thing to interviewing Lucas because he like knows George. Yeah. But yeah, most people were just like, it was almost like a cause. They're like, I'm so supportive of you doing this. What can I do to help? I mean, like Adam Goldberg's our EP and like, he's been a huge support. It's just, yeah. I mean, especially in from the fam community, uh, it's just nice having everything's been positive i keep waiting for like toxic fandom or something to kind of reach in and it has not happened like fans yeah. everyone across the board has been totally supportive and uh really positive which has been nice and when you think of stuff that um that exists outside of outside of star wars canon you know like a movie like fanboys i mean to me that is a movie that i think every star wars fan needs to see but a lot of the time it just yeah. kind of gets left off to the wayside and i feel like the holiday special even though it works so closely with george at one point for that brief amount of time, it still really tries to get pushed away. And, and it's nice to see someone shine a light on this because there's a lot of questions, you know, and, and there's a lot of, and just the way some of these decisions were made, 
um, the way you explain how, you know, where television was at at that point and some of the reasons why some of these people were cast, just brilliant. Um, when you were researching and looking through all this, you know, the footage and trying to find um, interviews that were that were based on this, I mean, there must have been so much research that went into this. And, and I imagine every time you would uncover something, like, an, you know, an old interview with an old star that had passed already, there, it must have been like striking gold for you. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, there's no real like way to go about it. You start digging and digging and digging and you find stuff like we, we actually have a newer cut. Uh, so the, what you saw is in the final cut because we've done more research since then. Okay. But like okay. I found stuff where like we found the Genesis like two years for the holiday special. There's a transcript of George talking with uh, Alan Dean Foster we're basically giving the storyline of the holiday special two years before it came out as a possible sequel. So there's stuff like that where it's like, it was, it had been gestating for a long time. Right. Well, before it was on TV, we don't get in this in the, cause I don't necessarily want to badmouth someone, but like in the, there's this big task cam, uh, star Wars book, talk about the holiday special mm-hmm. and the five page treatment. Uh, George says he didn't write it and then attributed it to Lenny rips and Lenny rips is like, I had nothing to do with that. So even within the Star Wars, you know, sanctioned stuff, they're not getting things right. Really? And do you think so, do you think yeah. some of that is people wanting to just kind of pass the buck, or do you think it's just after time they just don't remember because so much has gone on? It's been forty five years. I think people just forget. I mean, yeah. The thing that was most surprising to me of making this movie is I have way more empathy for George Lucas than I expected to going into this because I'm kind of like. I mean, the dude, the dude's 33, makes the biggest movie of all time. The holiday special was not a priority for him. Of course. It was just the way. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I, I mean, I'm, the only thing I can fault him for, I think you should probably embrace it more and have it be more of a joke as opposed to, you know, uh, although if he did that, it probably would make it less fun because it's kind of, it's kind of fun that it's the, the thorn in Lucasfilm's side is what makes it so popular. Well, <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of a double-edged sword. And it's amazing when you get, um, you know, especially Star Wars fans my age that, just shit all over you know the prequels and they're like oh these are the worst things ever i'm like oh yeah wait a minute hold my beer let me yeah. show you the holiday special so um but but what's great about it is there were some great things that came out of that like boba fett um and and when you you know when you talk about all the nods over time in pop culture to the holiday special i think one of the most important ones that w- made its way into star wars canon was the weapon that boba fett is is you know it's brought up again in mandalorian yeah. Um, that just shows you how tied Star Wars fans are to anything Star Wars, no matter if, whether it's good or bad. Well, and that whole generation is now making new Star Wars content, like John Favreau and stuff. So that's what makes it so cool. We kind of talked about a little bit where it's just, yeah, fans are now people making it and they want to drop little references here and there. I mean, there's stuff in Andor that's super subtle where they have the, is it the Bantha, like the stuff the Bantha with heads ripped off? Is it just yeah. sitting in the bedroom in Andor? Like stuff like that where... It's pretty like if you don't know what you're looking for, you're not going to see it. But the people who see it love it. And and there's something to be said about, you know, with pop culture being where it's at now and with all of us fans being the ones who are doing the creating now. You know, we're no longer these people that have to hide in the basement and, and run away from the jocks to yeah. get beat up. Like we're, we're we kind of run everything now, which is great. Yeah. Um, it's funny how fan service has become so popular in films. Um, you know, even though The Flash wasn't that successful, there was so much fan service in that film that fans just gobbled up and that, you know, love, like bring Keaton back, having Nicolas Cage finally be Superman in a movie. So to see fan service being done towards the holiday special um, is just great. But what really surprised me, and I had no idea, they've actually made products 
for mass consumption based on stuff from the holiday special. So that's what kind of threw me for a loop when I saw, you know, the Life Day stuff that was for sale. That's kind of like a direct, like, why would they have this if they're trying to bury this? So do, do you know what I mean? When you were showing like Chewbacca and the gown. It's all about making money. So, but I mean, I don't know you saw just last week, we're, we're putting this, th- I've locked picture and I'm, this is the last thing I'm putting in actually after I talked to you, I'm laying in a shot of this, but uh, at Comic-Con last week, Hasbro announced uh, a, a life day Chewbacca. So he's in like, he's had a life day or like actually like authorized action figure, which is insane to me that, I mean, it's fully embraced, but it's not, it's still kind of this like, we're going to take life day, but ignore the special is kind of the approach. Right. But how do you ignore the special when it's the place that the life day, we, yeah. you know, it, so it's crazy how, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll accept what they want to accept. But, and, you know, I was talking with someone after about how, if Disney plus was to put this on, there was no way, there's no way, even if they did put the holiday special up there's no way they would put that scene up with the, the virtual, you know, with, with, with the grandpa. Diane Carol. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, and it's just so funny to watch it now. Um, and I, and I think it was, it, it's innocent, you know, it's fairly innocent from when it, when it was made, mm. but, 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 but it, yeah. I, I know, right. <laughs> it, and, but there's no way, there's no way that Disney would have that on their platform. I don't think, I mean, and I think that that was something that would be omitted. I can't see that passing through. What do you think? Uh, I mean, Disney has plenty of stuff. I don't, I don't think it's a content issue. It's more yeah. uh, to me. To me, the the holiday special. I, I'm not a fan of the holiday special necessarily. Like sitting down, I, I've had to watch it maybe six times, beginning to end, and like yeah. every time, it it's is tough. a it, it is a slog. So I'm kind of like the holiday special in a vacuum isn't very enjoyable, but the context of where it came from, I find fascinating, and like people's reactions to it. And I mean, I, I kind of attribute it to uh, it's like looking at Lucasfilm's like junior high yearbook. Like sure. no one's cool in junior high. Everyone's embarrassed in retrospect, but at the same time, it's kind of awesome to go look at it and see how things have changed. So, I mean, I think that's the way it should be kind of treated where it's a piece of history, but we know that it was an awkward time and that's just what it was, but that's what makes it kind of cool. So for you as a filmmaker, now that this is done, um, you mentioned that you're, you're, you're locking everything. It's done final. Yeah. Um where do you go from here? What's your next project? What have you been working on? Because I imagine when did this when did this yeah. idea start to to today where you're locking everything? Like how how much time passed between that? This was a long time. This has been about four years, but wow. we started like June 2019 and then COVID screwed like everything up. I mean, we have interviews outside because we were shooting during the windows where we could get people to do interviews. Sure, sure. Uh <clears throat> no, but like one thing where I didn't, I'm producing this one. I'm, I mainly produce, I only direct things that I'm like, I'm just like, I have to do this because no one else is. But yeah. <laughs> uh, we've been working on this one for about three years, but uh, it's a documentary project on the comedian Gallagher, which is not what you expect it to be. So our director has been following him for like four years. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's a very, it's it's a fun look, but there's it's there's more depth to it than you would expect. So there's that. And then we're doing a project on Bob Euchre. So it's on a sports uh, sports nice. announcer for the Brewers. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of this stuff is just like, it's things that I don't know. I was born out of the eighties. So I seem to kind of drive towards things that are around the eighties. Cause that's what I grew up watching. So that, that's the kind of stuff that I'm interested to is more like pop culture type things, but sure. like our company's always looking for new projects and new things pop up, but the, that the Gallagher one's probably the one that's next on deck that we're hoping to get out later. Uh, at least do the festival circuit later this year. 
And do you have a, uh, is there a plan for disturbance in the force in terms of um, where it's going to be airing after? Um, I mean, is there a distribution plan for it or is it going, is there a platform that's grabbing it? Uh, we're talking to a couple of people. We're trying to figure out the plans. It's, it's, it's been uh, with the strike and everything, it's surprisingly been like a weird time in the industry. So like we're having conversations that are starting to kind of turn out, but I mean, there's actually a lot of interest in a theatrical release, which I was surprised and happy about uh, in a perfect world. The goal is to have it come out in some form, uh, november 17th which is the 45th anniversary of like life day and the specials so yeah we definitely want to do some kind of release around that i don't know what it's going to be yet but later this year is the plan to have it out so people like the masses can see it but we still have a couple of festival runs we're going out we're going to play uh Sitges in spain is going to be our european premiere and we have a, about three or four other festivals uh before november that we're going to play yeah well i can tell you being the audience at fantasia um it was it was you know, people were were eating it up, and it was it was a really, really it showed really well. It was great, and I think it's an awesome. important part of pop culture, especially for Star Wars fans. So, I commend you on doing this. Um, and it was so informative. I, I recommend anyone that's a Star Wars fan to watch this because it really, really being someone who thought he knew a lot. There was a lot of things I didn't know, and it's a great snapshot into seventies television culture, which. You know, being a latchkey kid and being in front of a TV a lot when I was young, I remember all yeah. of those horrible variety shows that I had to sit through. And uh, I mean, none of it made sense. I tried to get Pink Lady and Jeff in, but it just it, uh, took too long to get. Did you ever watch that as a kid? Yeah. That's one of the worst. But yeah, the other thing that surprised me about this too is like, I thought it was just good for like hardcore Star Wars fans. We've actually kind of crossed over where people who aren't that big of Star Wars fans love just kind of time capsule just revisiting the 70s yeah. tv because it's it's people forget how bad it was oh yeah it was just horrendous and the fact that you know and you have footage from that donnie marie special i mean that was that 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 too is just like a feather in your cap because that's not easy to find either that is from donnie's personal master that he had transferred for us so that's that's so. as good as that's ever going to look so. <laughs> well thanks for taking the time enjoy your sunday and uh and continued success and i can't wait to see where pe where this lands and when people get to watch it in the masses it's going to be fun all right awesome man thanks so much i appreciate it and that was our interview and now no longer uh you know being interrupted by pa systems and whatnot yes. uh but you know what was interrupted the winning streak that Star Wars was having with this holiday special because I think Empire Strikes Back was purposely done even better and even darker to apologize for the holiday special yeah, in a way. I, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I got to tell you, man, one of the things mm. that I love about this is the fact that we waited because when yeah. we did this, uh, originally did this interview, we really, really wanted to get it out there, but we sat on it and Ryan, it was Ryan's idea because, you know, this is going to come out around Christmas time yeah. and now... The movie is available. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something you need to check out. Star Wars fans, a Disturbance in the Force. Yep, yep. Watch it. It is on, it's going to be available on Blu-ray and digital on December 5th, which is right around now. Yep. And it's, um, you know, what's fascinating is that back in the day, before they were ready to release Star Wars action figures, they kind of sold a proof of purchase, and that's what kids open up on Christmas morning. Right. You have Star Wars toys eventually so what we did and what we wanted to release this interview with we're like we're giving it to you when it's released so when you get intrigued to watch this film you can actually go watch it and another thing uh our next episode is going to be our holiday special yes. we're going to have a uh, bunch of guests kind of like what we did around halloween mm -hmm. we're talking about um christmasy stuff yeah and we are going to be giving you a chance to win that incredible box set from our friends over at Paramount Home Video, yeah. the Picard Legacy box set. Everything with Jean-Luc Picard. 
that ever was recorded is going to be available in that box set, and you can win it right here on the Rockman Power Hour. So thank you to all of you for joining us for this very, very awkward edition during the teardown of the Montreal Comic-Con Holiday Edition yep. to talk about the interview with Jeremy Kuhn, the director of the holiday special, yep. The Servants of the Force. Yep. Thank you to my co-host, Ryan Stick. Thank you to our producer, Julia Kadurski, and of course to the mighty Jason Rockman, who we, we never get to thank because you're too busy thanking everyone else. Yeah. But it's Christmas time. Oh, yep. thank you. It's Christmas time, Ebenezer. We're going to talk about the Christmas sweater Ryan gave me last time and the sexy photo that I sent his wife. Oh, yeah. oh thank you to our guest camera person, Melissa Gallianos, who's behind the camera right now. And uh, thanks to all of you for joining us. Yeah. And we'll see you next time on the Rock and Power Hour.